We are living in a time anyone can easily get discouraged. Today, if you see, we have all the reason for someone or one of us to get discouraged and many of us to get discouraged. And if you look at the current pandemic situation in few countries, and there is the kind of uncertainty that we go through every day in our lives, not knowing what is ahead of us. And also by looking at the downfall of the economy, and currently the stress level that is handled by parents, you know, as they are supposed to send their children in the coming week to schools. And the stress on family because of their job situation, and you know, uh, all these kind of things, you know, it, they really, really press our lives so much, and they cause so much of, you know, discomfort and discouragement in our lives during the times such as this. Let's go to go through a couple of statistics before we really get into the word of God, just you know, for us to have a have a foundation. The Latin America and Asia are the countries or the continents they currently report high number of daily confirmed cases in latin america brazil has recorded the highest number of deaths with more than 125,000 so far that is the second highest number of death in the world after the united states newly confirmed cases are reported and rising in Argentina. In Asia, in India, India has, you know, cases increasing there. Uh, it's reporting by almost 2 million people, those who are affected with this virus in the month of August. And that is the highest single month, you know, uh, such an alarm is raised in India, where in a single month, so many cases are reported. You know, when you compare the rest of the world because of this pandemic, the country's death toll, India's death toll is almost more than 69,000. It is the third highest in the world. Certainly, India is going through a tough time, as most of us know. In India, currently, there are around 80,000 new cases that are reported every day 80,000 new cases every day and more than 1,000 deaths are reported every day you know there is so much of distress not just in India I mean many other nations there is so much of agony and pain going on everywhere some of your family members or some of your relatives or some of you know your friends families you know they would have already been affected by this virus or some of us, some of them would have already lost this world. You know, as we are standing today in this situation, it is easy for anyone to get discouraged. We don't really need to do anything to get discouraged. You just give into that situation and we see discouragement is right there. Either listen to the news or, you know, and try to understand the statistics and the analysis. And you see discouragement building up in our lives at any moment. We are talking about the, you know, the weight that we see today globally in different parts of the nation. You know, even some of our nations are going through that. Or we are, you know, always afraid. We don't know whether we, are, we have to face a second wave. There are symptoms that are seen today. 
and we don't know what is ahead of us. Now, in addition to the overall global issues and the weight of the global issues, we have been handling our own struggles every day in and day out. That's adding more weight into our situation. But God is asking us not to give into the situation, not to give up, and He wants us to remain strong. You know, if we are not remaining strong in the Lord, we don't have strength to face tomorrow. And we have questions within us building up and we give up very easily. And God is encouraging us not to give into the situation, but to remain trusting and having faith in the Lord. You know, sometimes it becomes very theoretical when you say that, you know, such things. But this morning I believe that God may open our eyes to understand what God is trying to convey to us. So this morning God wants, us, wants me to share with you on discouragement. Is it the right topic this morning? Yes? Yes? Anybody who is not discouraged here? We all have discouragement in different levels. You know, sometimes we get discouraged because of the situation around the world, and sometimes we get discouraged because of the situation in our own life, personally. This morning I would like to title my sermon as Refuse to be discouraged. Refuse to be discouraged. I pray that God may speak to us this morning. You know, if we don't hear from God, if we don't really, if the word of God really doesn't help us at this moment, nobody else can help. And we know that we are all helpless. The humankind, humankind is helpless at this moment. Unless the Lord opens our eyes to help us this morning, I pray that God may help us. There are many people like you and me in the word of God who went through discouragement and they refused to be discouraged. I want to give some example to start with. Think about the blind man, the blind Bartimaeus, who was sitting at the side of the road. And as Jesus was passing by, he was crying out and he was crying loud to the Lord. And you know, people in the crowd, they said that do not shout, just keep quiet. And you know what he did? He cried louder. He cried more loud than he was crying. You know, the moment he realizes that people are trying to discourage and he was not giving into the discouragement, he refused to be discouraged. And that was the result of, you know, the, the healing was the result of that cry. Nehemiah, we know the story. Nehemiah wanted to build the wall. And he faced so much of opposition and so much of discouragement as he was trying to build the wall around Jerusalem. Even people came against him and people mocked at him. And he refused to be discouraged. And because he was standing strong, eventually he could build the wall. Think about Peter. Peter along with the other disciples, they were toiling in the boat all the night in the sea. And when Jesus walked and came towards them, you know, Peter refused to be discouraged and he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. And Peter could walk on the water. You know, discouragement is on our way, but it is a responsibility or it expected out of a child of God to refuse to be discouraged. Jesus, in spite of rejection and opposition, you know, even, even he was abandoned at times by the disciples. Jesus stayed on course and he refused to be discouraged in order to fulfill the will of God. 
the mission for which he was sent to this world you know this morning i pray that god may open our eyes and god may give us strength this morning so that we will be able to resist discouragement we will be able to refuse to be discouraged there are many things that we refuse on the face of this earth we say just no to many things but god wants us to say no to discouragement god wants us to refuse to be discouraged why do we need to refuse discourage refuse discouragement in our lives because in a life of a child of god discouragement can do great damage there are very serious consequences in the life of a child of god if he is discouraged if she is discouraged and we are going to see that today couple of you know consequences the impacts the discouragement can bring in your life and in my life number one discouragement breeds worry and anxiety frustration and hopelessness discouragement breeds worry and anxiety frustration and hopelessness you know there are dry days in our lives there are rough days in our lives you know all of us are going through this wilderness of this world we feel that we are walking through this wilderness but there are times in the you know the the the, the 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 thickness of the wilderness we are not able to move forward at times we are even afraid of so many things happening around us the wild beasts of the wilderness we are we are worried so worried that you know they may attack us at any moment at times even we feel that you know god had abandoned us god had left us at times we think that you know maybe god is trying to teach something to me as i go through this trouble in my life maybe god is trying to teach a lesson to me or even at times we may think that maybe god is punishing me and sometimes we feel that you know god is even punishing me for the sins that my parents did my grandparents did i'm going through this in my body i'm going through this sickness because of them you know we we, we say so many things and at times we get discouraged discouragement breeds worry and anxiety frustration and hopelessness i want you to think about the life of hannah we all know hannah hannah was one of the wives of a man by name elkanah and hannah had no children but the other wife penena had children every year Elkanah took his family along with uh, Penina's children his children they went to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh for worship and for sacrifice and Eli was the priest high priest there along with his sons Hophni and Phinehas they were there also there in the temple as priests you know Elkanah loved Hannah so much and he would give every time when he went to the temple of god he would give double portion of the sacrifice to hannah than what he used to give to penina and his sons and daughters you know he was so affectionate towards hannah but there was a problem in hannah's life bible says the lord had closed her womb the lord had closed her womb you know i don't know this morning what is the discouragement in your life i don't know what the lord had closed in your life or what the lord had kept open but you are not able to reach there 
I do not know. But suddenly Hannah had a problem in her life that her womb was closed. Hannah was so discouraged. And more than that, Penina, she mocked at Hannah for not having a child. You know, it's very obvious when you, know, when you are blessed with something and if somebody who doesn't like you, and obviously they are going to just mock at you. And they will just look for an opportunity to mock at you. You know, we are living in a world where people, you know, care for others more than that they need to care for them. You know what I mean? People are, you know, more interested in somebody else's life than their own life. Not just that they want to pray for them. You know, it's a good reason you are, you know, always interested in somebody else's life to know what is going on in, the li- in their life to pray for them. But no, this is not for to pray for them. I don't think Penina was praying for Hannah, but Penina was, Penina was mocking at Hannah for Hannah not having a child. Hannah was so discouraged. But one fine morning, you know, I believe Hannah listened to something like what you're listening today, and that changed Hannah's life. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 6, and her rival, Penina, also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. Verse 7, so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore Hannah wept and she did not eat. We read that in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah was not eating and Elkanah had a difficult time to take care of Hannah because Hannah was crying all the time. But Bible says, if you read the story, Hannah refused to be discouraged. One fine morning, Hannah arose and he went to the temple of God along with Elkanah and along with uh, all the other children of Penina. And when she went to the temple of God, there she made a vow to the Lord. And this is what he, she said, if you give a male child to me, I will give the child back to you. And she wept. She poured everything in the presence of God. She refused to be discouraged. You know, making vow is a good thing. It's biblical. But fulfilling the vow is very, very important. You know, many times we make vows and we don't see that happening and we get discouraged. When we make a vow to the presence of God, in the presence of God, to God, towards God, you need to work towards fulfilling that vow, no matter what the setback may be. Hannah refused to be discouraged. And Eli was there. And Eli saw Hannah's condition. And Eli came to speak to Hannah. And eventually, he blessed Bible says, so the woman went her way and she went home and she ate well and her face was no longer sad. Her face was no longer sad. You know, this morning, I don't know what trouble you are going through in your life, but God is telling you there is no reason you, why you need to give in to discouragement. Hannah refused to be discouraged. God wants you to refuse to be discouraged. If we yield our lives to discouragement, it breeds worry and anxiety, frustration and hopelessness will build up in our lives. 
You know, first of all, we need to understand we don't have much hope. And when we allow room for discouragement, we just lose that little hope that we hold. And there is nothing else that we can hold on. This morning I pray that God may speak to us. When we give ourselves to discouragement, it will just spread as fast as the coronavirus. The discouragement spreads in our lives. And it completely occupies us. The discouragement runs into our bloodstreams. It goes everywhere. It affects our minds. It affects our body. It affects everything that we do. Number one, we saw discouragement breeds worry and anxiety, frustration and hope. Number two, discouragement takes you off of God's plan. Discouragement takes you off of God's plan. Discouragement will make you to lose your vision and lose your goals. You know, discouragement can be a very terrible thing that can totally suck our energy out and disable us from doing the plan of God. Not just plan of God, even it disables us to do anything effectively on the face of this earth. You know, people who are discouraged, they cannot excel in their career. People who are discouraged, they cannot come up in their studies. People who are discouraged, they can't do anything for God. God cannot really use them. When someone is discouraged, he or she leaves all her assignment halfway through and runs away from that. And have you come across people like this? They quit from the school. They quit from their workplace just halfway through. Leave everything just and run away. When someone who is discouraged, they will not be able to fulfill the assignment that, that they, already they have taken on themselves. It will not allow us to continue to do the will of God, do the plan of God in our lives. It takes our eyes away from our vision and our goals that are set in our lives. But God is telling us this morning, we need to resist to be discouraged. We need to resist to be discouraged. You know, God has given us responsibility. God has given each one of us different responsibility. You know, some of us are resp handling responsibilities in our families. Some of us are handling heavy responsibilities in our workplaces, in our schools and in our universities. You know, if you think and take a moment and think about your life, your existence on the face of this earth right now, you have an assignment. None of us are here, you know, without any assignment. We have at least one assignment. We handle many things. We juggle many different balls at times. But there is a mission that we need to accomplish in the kingdom of God. You know, you may sometimes say that it is a call of God. Or it is the path in which God wants me to walk through. Or it is the way that God expects me to be a blessing to somebody else. But discouragement can take us away from the call of God. The attack in our mind. The attack in our health condition. The attack in our family life. The attack in our work situation. You know, they will all take us away from the plan of God in our lives. And God is telling us this morning we need to resist to be discouraged. Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8, just want to read the scripture, the first portion of the scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. You know, it's very important how we end. It's not important how we begin. 
You know, many times beginning things are easy, but carrying that forward and meticulously following that and, you know, trying to achieve the goal that God has given in your life and my life, it's very difficult. So what is important is how we end our lives. You know, today we know that there are many people, they started following Jesus Christ. But how many of them end successfully? How many of them lose their way on their way as they follow God? It is important how we end our lives than how we begin. So it is very important that we need to fight against discouragement as we move forward because every door you open, you will see them there. Every door, you, every, every path you walk, you will see discouragement there. There is no place on the face of this earth. There is no discouragement. Discouragement is everywhere. There is no person, in fact, on the face of this earth who is not discouraged. You try, try to talk to somebody for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and you will go discouraged. Bible says, the end of the thing is better than its beginning. You know, many times discouragement came on Jesus' way. I want you to think about him. Imagine if Jesus would not have finished his work. We would not have received the salvation. We would, know, we, would, we would not know the way to our Father. But in spite of setbacks, in spite of discouragement, in spite of opposition, Jesus was on, always he was on his mission. He kept his mission as the number one priority. Every time when he, he was discouraged, he came to the Father in heaven. And he received strength. He received hope. Even at the garden of Gethsemane, before he went into the cruel cross, there was so much of discouragement was poured over him, considering the death, as a human considering the death that is ahead of him. He was so discouraged. But he came to his father and asked for help, and asked for strength. And he was not discouraged when he was at the cross. He was not discouraged when he was stretching his hands to be nailed. He was not discouraged when the, when the soldiers were mocking at him. He was not giving in to discouragement. If he would have done that, we would not have received the precious salvation. John chapter 4 verse 34, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. You know, this world could offer, as we talk, talked about last couple of weeks, this world could offer good things and bad things. And what do we expect from this world? Depends on, you know, the, you know the, 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 our, 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 our future depends on what exactly we expect from this world. If we expect every time good things and, you know, good life and no discouragement, obviously we will lose the battle. And God wants us to know the discouragement is on our way. But Jesus knew that very well. And even very, very ahead of, before he went, went to the cross, he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. That simply means I don't really care about, you know, what people think about me. I don't really care about what people say about me. I don't worry about, you know, what is happening in my life. I know my situation right now where I am, and I am come here with a mission. And I will do that. You know, exactly that's what Jesus is saying. My food is to do the will of him. Whether I have food or not. Whether people praise me, or not whether people recognize me or not whether i have this or my food is to do the will of him and to finish the work discouragement can easily take us away from the plan of god and the will of god god wants us to resist to be discouraged thirdly 
discouragement makes everything go wrong can you say that with me discouragement makes everything go wrong you know we are living in a world that is hostile to us especially for the children of god but god doesn't want us to get discouraged depending on what is happening in our lives you know when we are god's children when god's children get discouraged as i said that will have a severe and serious consequences that we will be facing and people around us may be may be facing discouragement makes everything go wrong number one wrong prayer we may not pray to the wrong god all of a sudden but then we may make a wrong prayer children of israel as they came out of egypt as they were walking through the wilderness under the leadership of moses they always wanted to go back you remember that story they always wanted to go back they miss the fish in egypt that's what bible says they miss the fish in egypt which they ate freely in egypt they miss the cucumbers the melons the leeks the onions and the garlic some of us even we do miss that right when they said red onion is not available you can never purchase red onion we really miss that red onion we can't live without red onion and how can we live with without ginger and garlic we feel like going back to our nation where we get everything in a good fish not frozen fresh from the ocean right exactly the same situation children of israel in fact they came and fought with moses saying that do you want us to eat this manna really i'm not happy about you know with this fast food that god provides and takes it away and i can't handle with this i want meat and moses poor moses where he will go for meat for that many people and they came and complained moses and moses was totally discouraged and he made a wrong prayer asking god kill me right here lord kill me right here discouragement makes us to make wrong prayer elijah after the success a great victory at mount carmel as he was so afraid of jezebel he asked god to kill him discouragement makes us to say wrong things in our lives you remember after elijah ascended into heaven the mantle fell upon elijah and elijah was on his way to bethel from jordan if you know the bible and as the people of the city they complained saying that the ground is very barren and the water is bad elijah did a miracle there and he healed the water of the land and he was moving further because his assignment was to go towards bethel and as elijah came towards bethel there are a group of young people they came and mocked at elijah saying go up you bald head go up you bald head elijah was so discouraged by listening to this i don't know what is wrong with elijah and what is wrong if somebody says that you are bald head anyway the hair is not going to grow what's wrong with you elijah elisha sorry and elijah was so upset and she was he was so discouraged and he was so frustrated and he looked at them and he pronounced a curse when we are discouraged we end up in saying wrong things are you with me 
When we are discouraged, we end up in saying wrong things in our lives. And when he cursed them, two female birds came out of the wood and it, they attacked all the kids. When we are discouraged, we think wrong things, our thinking goes wrong. When we are totally discouraged, we even question our faith. Listen to me carefully. When we are discouraged, our problem look much bigger than they really are. When we are totally discouraged, our mind doesn't really work well. We think wrong things. <laughs> when we are discouraged, we also do wrong things. People quit job. Just a momentary decision. An instant decision. Quit job because they are discouraged. They don't like their boss. They don't like to work there. People quit church because they don't like church. People quit their marriages because they are discouraged. And a momentary discourage, discouragement cause, it flares up. Something in them, they end up in doing wrong things. You know, for the same reason, Moses could only see the land. He could not enter the land. Discouragement also take us to a wrong place. Listen to me carefully. I want you to think about Jonah. He was so frustrated. He was so discouraged. Because he knew very well if he, he prophesies, saying the people need to turn back from wickedness, otherwise God will destroy. And he knew very well God will not destroy them. If they turn back, God is going to save them and his prophecy may not come true. He will become a false prophet. He was so upset. And finally he ended up in the belly of the fish. Think about Abraham. There was a great famine. And Abraham, because he, he thought that he couldn't live there, he was not like Isaac, but he went to Egypt. Isaac decided to sow the seed even in the time of famine, but Abraham, because of he discouraged me, he ended up in the wrong place. And you know the story what happened in Egypt. Think about Elimelech and Naomi. Their family, because of famine again, they moved to a heathen, heathen land of Moab because of famine. And the moment they came there, their life was not happy. They came to a wrong place. Because of a momentary discouragement, they end up in coming to a wrong place. And then there, Naomi lost her husband. She lost all his children. Now only the ladies were left out there. We end up in wrong place when we give ourselves to discouragement. And God is telling us this morning, we need to say no to discouragement. Discouragement makes everything go wrong. One more, give, one more idea I give, you know, what can discouragement do to us and how can we go wrong? This is very important. Discouragement can develop a wrong spirit inside of us. If we are not careful, discouragement develops a very deadly spirit inside of us, very wrong spirit inside of us, within us, and that affects us and that affects everyone around us. I'm going to mention a couple of spirits and those spirits are inside of us actually you know as long as we are living in the face of this earth it's true that you know we are anointed with the Holy Spirit but there are other spirits we carry inside of us a spirit of murmur a spirit of complain now we complain many times this isn't good not good that is not good spirit of dissatisfaction 
They are all spirits inside of us. You know, they operate. Your spouse knows that spirit very well. Right? Because that's where it works first. That's where it is tried. Before you know, you try to practice it outside. We practice at home. A spirit of murmur, spirit of complaint, spirit of dissatisfaction. How much tastier the food is, you are not satisfied. You are not happy. You need something else. You always find something is missing there. Either salt is more or salt is less. There is something always. A spirit of dissatisfaction. You need to identify that spirit in your husbands. And you need to identify that spirit in your wives too at times and work towards that. I mean, work, work such a way that you will take that spirit out of him or her. A spirit of defeatism. What is that? We feel that I'm always defeated and we are ready to give up there and we are ready to quit. A spirit that will not allow us to live in your present. There's, that is a spirit inside of us. That will always make us to worry about tomorrow and the future. It will never allow us to live in our present. That means we are never satisfied with the present. We are always worrying about the future. And that spirit resides inside of us and it works such a way that it will not allow us to live the present. If you don't know to live your present, you will never live. If we do not know how do we live today, we will never live because every day is going to be the same day, same way. And we will never live. That is the spirit that is inside of us. We are talking about we need to resist discouragement, otherwise we will end up having these wrong spirits in our lives. And a spirit that speaks within us, inside of us. You are weak. You are useless. You are tired. You will never come up in your life. And this is never going to happen to you. You are never going to succeed in your future, in your life, in your career. And don't think that your marriage is going to be happy. A spirit that speaks inside of us, from inside of us. It is the wrong spirit. And God wants us to evict those spirits in Jesus' name. You know, we cannot live with that spirit because it will not allow us to live today. And if I don't live today, I can never live. We may not be possessed by that spirit, but I'm sure we are all obsessed by those spirits. We are obsessed by those spirits today. And I don't know whether you have been to any deliverance ministries, you know, uh, for example, like the one Derek Prince would have done. He will cast the devil out. He will cast that spirit out. And we can do that too. We can lay hands on each other. And we can cast and we can even exorcise that spirit out in Jesus' name. But many times I don't do it. We don't do it. Because it's going to come back. Simple reason. It's going to come back. Unless you know the word. Back to the word. Many people are not told the word, but they are just simply, their demon is cast out and set free, but they are not really free. You will just wait outside. Psalm 119, verse 165. Psalm 119 verse 165 says, Great peace, read that, this is a scripture for you today. Great peace have those who love your law. 
nothing causes them to stumble you don't need a deliverance ministry you need a ministry that teaches this word for you and what is that word great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble discouragement makes everything go wrong but once you say no to discouragement once you decide not to be discouraged once you know your word once we delight in the word of god in the law of the lord nothing causes us to stumble finally discouragement is contagious discouragement is contagious when moses sent the spies to spy the land of canaan only caleb and joshua brought a good report we know the story but the remaining spies came and told that we can't even go to that land because giants are living in that land we can't even go and stand before them because they are gigantic when we stand before them we are like grasshoppers and you know what they came and spread the rumors spread the bad news to every israelite discouragement is very contagious and that's bad news spread out everywhere quickly now all the israel came to a decision we are not going to go we are not going to go to canaan deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 28 says all the children of israel came to moses and this is what they say in deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 28 where can we go up our brethren have discouraged our heart even in fact they said themselves our brethren who went and spied the land who came with a bad report who came and discouraged our hearts saying the people are greater and taller than we the cities are great and fortified up to heaven moreover we have seen the sons of the anakim there all the giant giants are there you know bad news spreads much faster than the good news we know that and when we are discouraged we are very much capable of bringing in the discouragement in someone else's life that's what exactly these spies were doing but finally as israel refused to go to canaan the anger of the lord arose you know even we read that in the same chapter our next chapter and god said i'm going to strike all the children of israel with plague or pestilence and moses had to stand in the gap and intercede for them lord do not kill them do not destroy them discouragement easily spreads to others you know a person who is discouraged he cannot speak the words of joy he cannot speak the words of words of words of peace and he cannot even give hope to others and no one would like to be a, with a person who is discouraged no one would like to be around that person who is discouraged all the time and we need to be careful and especially in family life we need to be careful what we throw you know sometimes you know we are frustrated we come home and we throw all our frustration on our spouse and discouragement on others and we bring damage in the relationship you know think about a spouse who keeps listening listening this kind of discouraging words and throwing all the stuffs in all the frustrations on someone's life how long you think that the spouse can withstand that he or she is going to lose her patience or his patience at some point of time and she's going to take some extreme decisions he is going to take some extreme decisions 
we come across such families in our lives discouragement is contagious and God is asking us to refuse to be discouraged we need to be careful and God is not giving any tolerance here in you know, a little bit of discouragement you can handle no 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 that is going to kill us that's going to affect us that's not going to that's not going to allow us to live for live today and God is telling us this morning we can never be discouraged just want to give one more illustration and we close when David and his army was away from Ziglag his own city that he built the Amalekites came and they invaded the city Bible says there was nothing is left over there in first Samuel chapter 30 we read that nothing was left there they utterly burned the city only the smoke could be seen by David as he came back and all of their wives and sons and daughters were taken as captives now when David came back to the city there is something interesting that is happening we read, let's read the scripture first Samuel chapter 30 we are going to read verses 3 to 6 so David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire and their wives their sons and their daughters had been taken captive verse 4 then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep and David's two wives Ahinoam and Jezreelites and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite had been taken captive now David was greatly dis distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters and finally Bible says but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God in a very distressing moment when the whole city was burned up when the whole people all the male they were so distressed and so discouraged they thought they would kill David because of David you know we went out of the city but my wife our wives and children are taken as captive let's kill David we could imagine how much stress and discouragement he would have handled at the moment in that discouraging moment David realized that he must resist he must refuse to be discouraged Bible says but David strengthened himself in the Lord you know you would have listened a couple of you know many messages in this in, in based on the scripture when we are discouraged we need to know that if we are not pleasing God by our discouragement we need to know that the consequences are going to be much severe and God is asking us to resist to be discouraged and David did that exactly David strengthened himself in the Lord you know I believe this morning God is speaking to you because you have been going through a time of discouragement and we have all the reason to go through that discouragement in our lives but I'm here to tell you that that's not the plan of God that's not the desire of God in your life God doesn't expect you to go through that discouragement in your life anymore and God wants you to leave you are today and give the rest give the next day give tomorrow and the future in the hands of God Bible says David strengthened himself in the Lord now God has given us many promises I'm not going to list the promises but let's give one promise let's read this promise that God spoke to Joshua and I believe God is speaking to us Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 
Have we not, can you read it together? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This morning, I want you to do one thing, you know, by faith. Why don't you just lay your life upon the scripture? We're talking about scripture. Why don't you just lay your life over the scripture and assume that God is speaking to you in your situation? Forget the situation of Joshua, but God is speaking to your situation and he is telling the same scripture to you. Be strong and of good courage. Whatever your name may be, you, know, you can put the name there. And God is speaking to you. God is telling you. And God is asking you, have I not commanded you? And God is telling you, be strong and be of good courage. And he is telling you, don't be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, the presence of the living God, the assurance of that God is with me. That gives us encouragement and that takes us out of the discouragement. The very presence of God with us, there is no reason why we need to go through discouragement. There are many promises that God has given in the scripture. Many, through many promises, God has spoken to you. God wants us to come out of our discouragement. Shall we all just stand for a moment as we close? Discouragement is very dangerous. God wants us to refuse to be discouraged. Discouragement we saw, it breeds worry and anxiety, frustration and hopelessness. Discouragement takes us off of God's will, of God's plan. It will not allow us to fulfill God's plan in your life and my life. Discouragement makes everything go wrong. And God wants us to come out of it because it's going to make severe damage in our lives if you are careless to stay with the discouragement and finally we saw discouragement is contagious this morning god has spoken to us wouldn't we just close our eyes